Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Um, I am excited to have my guest on the show here today. Every Monday and Thursday, we do have a new show releasing through the Charisma Podcast Network. It's also on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. You know, the scriptures say, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And that was the apostle Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus. He was speaking to believers. So awakening is absolutely essential, not just in the world, but in the church. And we need to have our eyes opened to the reality of the kingdom of heaven, who Jesus is, who we are in him. You know, we need to be aware of the enemy's devices. And so, so we could be an effective witness in the earth for Jesus Christ. And we could be a strong church shining beautifully, the glory of God, a pure bride that, so Jesus, when he returns, there's a glorious bride that he's always desired. And so today I'm going to have my guest on the show. Her name is Jennifer uh, LeClaire. And many of you know, who she is, but she is a senior leader of the Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and she's the founder of Ignite Network and the founder of the Awakening Blaze Prayer Movement. Jennifer formerly served as the uh, first ever female editor of Charisma Magazine, and she's a prolific author of over 25 books. She's released so many books all the time, several a year, and so it's it's awesome. She's got such great material out there. You can find her online. She's got a great platform online where she's always putting out amazing prophetic content. And so thank you, Jennifer, so much for joining me on the podcast today. Michael, thank you for having me. It's my honor. Awesome. Awesome. And so I always like to ask, before we dive into the content, we're talking today about discerning prophetic witchcraft. This is an amazing subject because there's a lot of different things out there. And as believers, we need to have heightened discernment. We need to know who to receive from, you know, what ministries to follow. So this is this is going to be an awesome show. Before we dive into the content here today, how did you you know, first encounter the Lord, how did you get into prophetic ministry as well? I know it's maybe a long story, but I always love to hear how people are awakened to the Lord and how they kind of stepped into their ministry. Sure. Well, I'll give you the short version. I actually got saved in jail. I was at rock bottom and I was accused of a crime I didn't commit. Now, everybody Mm -hmm. in jail, of course, says they're innocent, but I really was innocent. And it was just a period of my life where everything had gone wrong. My husband ran off to another country married a woman half his age. We had a two-year-old daughter. She and I are now left behind. I'm trying to put my life back together. And mm. then I'm falsely accused, ended up in prison facing five years. And God intervened, overturned all of the accusations miraculously. And in the midst of all that, I got saved and met the Lord. And wow. what was so funny, Michael, is that I was in this Christian, what they called a Christian dorm or a Christian ward of the jail, waiting to go to prison. And these prophets would come in, like they were, I guess, jail visitors, but there were actually prophets who came in and prophesied to the ladies in the Christian ward, you know, mm. what God would say to them. So as soon as I got saved, I was exposed to prophets. And, wow. and that's probably a very unusual thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. But on the flip side, and this is like the second half of it, when I got out of jail, you know, I was vindicated, all the charges were dropped, no record. And people said, make sure you go to, to a Pentecostal church or a charismatic church. Make sure you go to a spiritual church. So I found one and I went to it. And lo and behold, the guy who was running it was a false 
profit. Mm. He was doing all the money schemes, oh, all the boy. gimmicks, the handkerchiefs with the dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had seen the true prophetic in the jail. I get out in the world and here's the, the false prophetic. So it was like, you know, God just could, sort of threw me in the fire immediately. And, um, you know, from there, I met people like Bishop Bill Hammond, who's my spiritual father, yeah. and really came very quickly to the revelation that God had called me into prophetic ministry just as a as a baby Christian, I, I didn't take on a title, but it, the, the calling, the, the evidence was there because I was delivering these very accurate, detailed, prophetic words, and there was no way I could know some of the things I knew. So I sort of just, you know, got thrust into this from the moment I got saved. Yeah. Well, thank God the Lord kept you too. You know, as a new believer getting out of jail, seeking the things of God and then going to a church where there's false prophetic ministry. A lot of, a lot of sheep, you know, weak in faith can get um, could get deceived or get hurt and just leave church. But God led you to the right people, the right ministries. You stuck it out. It strengthened your faith. And, you know, Bill Hammond, I know he prophesied, and you talk about this in your book, Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft. You talk about Bill Hammond prophesying about a company of prophets that are rising up. And, you know, you talk about what a true prophet actually is. And then you get into some of the false, you know, in other chapters, you break down the other things. But tell me a little bit about what Bill Hammond prophesied, and we can get into what a true prophet is first. Yeah, so Bill Hammond was the first to start talking about this prophetic reset, and he prophesied, I guess, hmm, some years ago now, I can't remember the exact year, but he prophesied that there would be a saints movement that would rise up that where every believer would be equipped to prophesy. And so, you know, the enemy is going to fight that tooth and nail. So yeah. he, he prophesied this, we're seeing it. He, of course, was the the, the the modern day sort of pioneer, one of the fathers of the the modern prophetic movement, and he prophesied this saints movement movement would rise up, and now, and then he later prophesied we're in the middle of this prophetic reset, which we are. And and right now, I'm telling you, the enemy, and you're probably noticing this, is getting mm-hmm. bolder and yeah. bolder and bolder oh, yeah. and bolder. I mean, we've got witches coming to church, disrupting services. We've got false prophets on social media, you know, fleecing the sheep. And um, but 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 I have to say, there's more true prophets than false prophets. I mean, false prophets yes. are just louder, they're brasher, they get all that but I want everybody to know I believe in the true prophetic with every fiber of my being, and, and there's more of us than there are of them. Oh, 100%, and I believe that. I'm grateful that you highlighted that, you know, because it's one thing to just point out all the negative things that are happening, but to say, no, listen, among all this, you know, all, you know, some of these negative things that are happening, we need to talk about it, we need to make the body of Christ aware of it, but at the same time, like, God is doing wonderful things, and the and the, and the people that, that are, that are, you know, true prophets, and, you know, there's people all over the body of Christ, even if they're not prophets, they're just prophetic people, and they're learning, and there's more tools out there, and there's more, you know, ministry schools out there, and there's more, you know, equipping online for people, you know, everyday saints to just learn about the prophetic and and utilize that and release that in their everyday life. And so I'm I'm truly grateful for that. Um and at the same time, you know, it would be good to kind of I know you break down in the word of God what a true prophet looks like. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, and it's important because as much as this book Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft is needed to point out some of the error to point out some of the things people aren't discerning. If we don't know what a true prophet looks like, how will we ever tell the difference? And yeah. you probably heard it said, you know, in banks, they, they teach the tellers how to recognize a true hundred dollar bill so that they'll immediately recognize a false. But, yes. you know, prophets, the, the functions of prophets in the Old Testament and New Testament are similar in many ways. There's some differences. For example, 
in the New Testament, the primary thrust of the prophet, the primary function is, is to equip the believers for the work of the ministry, according to Ephesians 4.11. And so I always put it this way, because I know the primary, people say the primary purpose of a prophet is to prophesy. Well, that's like saying the primary purpose of a dog is to bark. Of course the dog's going to bark. <laughs> yeah. Of course that. But the primary purpose of the dog is either, you know, well, there could be several, you know, to be a friend to man, to, to guard uh, a yard. But of course the prophet's going to prophesy. And of course that's part and parcel of the function and the purpose of a prophet. But in the, in the New Testament, it goes beyond that in Ephesians 4 and expressly says that God gave these gifts to the church to equip the saints. God wants his spirit to flow through every believer. The Bible says, you know, Joel prophesied in the last days, you know, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Mm -hmm. But what happens is if people aren't properly trained, then they step into error inadvertently. So we need true prophets. And this is one of the distinctions to raise up a people who hear the voice of God for themselves. So that we are not dependent on prophets to discern the will of the Lord for us. God wants us all to hear his voice. And so some of the false prophets will actually start schools of the prophets, but there's no real deep training going on. No one comes out better able to discern the voice of God. They just come out with empty pockets and more dependent on the prophet. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the functions. But another one, this is a big one. This is a big one that just touches uh, my heart. True prophets are intercessors, all of them. You cannot tell me that you are a real prophet and you don't call yourself an intercessor. You know, in the book of Jeremiah, it says clearly, you know, if you be prophets, and if the Lord, it's Jeremiah 27, 18, if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts. A lot of what prophets receive is actually never to be released. A lot mm-hmm. of what prophets receive is to be prayed through. You know, you didn't see um, Moses course, there wasn't social media, but if Moses was alive today and he received a word from the Lord that the Lord wanted to wipe out the Israelites because of their rebellion, Moses wouldn't have gone on Facebook and pronounced judgment on the Israelites. Moses never had that in his heart. Moses actually interceded for the Israelites so that God wouldn't wipe them out. And guess what? God knew that Moses would do that. God knew Moses would pray. And guess what? God actually inspired Moses to pray because God wanted to show mercy on the Israelites. And so we've got to understand that. And I'll kick it back over to you. But prophets are to equip and prophets are to pray. Of course, we're going to prophesy. Oh, absolutely. And just on those two points that you just made right there, you know, social media, I think it puts a lot of pressure on on people in general. Prophets always have a fresh word. And, you know, and whatever God says to them in private, they feel like they need to share it or just even conjure up a word if they haven't got anything from God, because there's this pressure to continually release words, to build your platform. So X, Y, Z and all these different reasons. And then just even the fact that you mentioned on your other point, just making people dependent on them, you know, prophets or prophetic people, even pastors or different, you know, different ministry you know, um, fivefold ministers, you know, instead of just making people dependent on you and the words you give, we're supposed to teach people how to hear from God themselves, how to seek God themselves, how to pursue Jesus, how to do the work of the ministry so that people just aren't completely dependent on us. That is absolutely pivotal. 
And so I'm so glad I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And I think a lot of these false prophets that you're, you know, which we're going to break down a little bit more, you know, a lot of it is just being because of social media and what it is. They're building a platform for themselves, you know, and and, you know, every day they're releasing words and they prey on people who are desperate, people who are poor, people who need a miracle, which is mm-hmm. even more corrupt. And it's just so heartbreaking. Well, it is. And I'm glad you brought up the social media. Here's the reality. And somehow, instinctively, I knew this from a very young believer. It had to be the Holy Ghost. I don't remember him telling me this, but I just knew it. You know, these people who are the, the Facebook prophets, for example, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're always on Facebook prophesying what God said to them, applying it to the whole body of Christ, pumping for money. They have built their ministry on the foundation of Facebook. What mm-hmm. happens when Facebook goes away? They have built their ministry on the foundation of prophecy. Guess what? Prophecy one day is going to fade away. The only thing that will ever last is what's built on the word of God. Mm. You know, Jesus yes. said in the Sermon on the Mount, if you build your life, if you build your house, if you build your ministry on this teaching, what I've taught you here, the constitution of the kingdom, the word of God, then when the wind comes and the rain comes and the, the hail comes, your house will be fine. You will still be standing. But if you build your house, if you build your ministry, if you build your life on, you know, something else, then when the rain comes, the wind blows, the hail comes, it's going to collapse. And so these prophetic Mm -hmm. ministries that are building their ministry on Facebook and on cash app and on, you know, Mm -hmm. paychecks and all these things, it one day it's all going to fall apart. And worse yet, none of that's going to, there's no reward for that in eternity. There's, there's probably a rebuke from the Lord. Some yeah. of these people, unfortunately, are going to hear him say, depart from me. I never knew you. Wow. Oh, absolutely. I agree. You know, just, you know, uh, if you want a word, just cash at me, you know, X, Y, X, Y, Z and all those different things that are taking place. I've been in services where like an hour and a half, a minister is saying someone's supposed to give a thousand dollars, but it's like going on for like longer than what, what a normal sermon should be. Right. Just like using mm-hmm. the prophetic to manipulate people into giving. And a lot of the times I, it's, it's, it's not just within the Christian world, just, just anyway, scam artists in general, they always prey on like the, the most desperate, the most weak, the, the people that are easily to be deceived. And God's harder for people like that, the poor and the lonely and those who need breakthrough. And these people, you know, um, you know, they thrive off of, you know, taking advantage of those kind of people. And is that sign, you know, you know, just to kind of bring even definition to to your book, discerning prophetic witchcraft, that prophetic witchcraft. Give us a little definition there. Is that really what we're talking about? Kind of manipulation and just um, you know things like that. It, it is, and you know, people will re- recall the the terminology charismatic witchcraft, which is similar but mm-hmm. different. What distinguishes uh, this kind of witchcraft is the fact that it does use a false prophetic. Uh, prophetic it uses the prophetic to manipulate it uses the prophetic to control that it's very jezebelic if you look at the spirit of jezebel Mm -hmm. uh jezebel is not a spirit of control jezebel is not a spirit of manipulation but jezebel according to revelation 2 20 is a spirit of seduction and jezebel called herself a prophetess so there you see a lot not all but a lot of this 
prophetic witchcraft is actually rooted and grounded in the worship of Jezebel, who, by the way, the queen and second kings had 850 false prophets dining at her table. They were on her payroll. And so these false prophets, their cash app, their Venmo, their PayPal, however they're bringing in their, their, their living by going on Facebook Live four or five times a day saying, let me mm-hmm. prophesy. They're, they're really not serving the Lord. That's not serving the Lord. They're not, he, these people aren't serving Christians. Yep. They're serving themselves. That's and right. ultimately they're serving the spirit of Jezebel and they're serving Baal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is this is something that I think is very important, too, because there's a lot of prophetic people also. And you kind of touch on this in your book. You know, we're, you know, we're talking about right now big ministries that use the you know prophetic to manipulate. But there's people out there that are just trying to grow in the prophetic and they might just miss it. Sometimes they might not give, you know, 100 yeah. percent accurate words. And some people might hear this and think, well, oh man, like the you know scared the prophesy. You know they don't want to be deemed a false prophet. They don't want to be looked at as you know as a false prophet. And hey, listen, I've had words over my life that that didn't stick, and I've had words that were absolutely life changing. And the person who prophesied over me and it wasn't one hundred percent accurate, I don't hold it against them unless I felt like there was ill intent behind it. And so, like, what would you say to somebody who's trying to grow in the prophetic or wants to be a part of a prophetic church, but like they want the freedom to be able to grow without feeling like you know, they missed it. Now, you know, they're a false prophet. Yeah. And that's such an important thing you called out, Michael, because we don't want anybody to read this book. Actually, one person read the book and um, she says, I've, I've got a company of prophets. There's like eight of us. And now we're all concerned. We're false prophets. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so because, you know, sometimes you read things and you, you have a fear of the Lord and you start examining yourself. But here's the thing. Everybody misses it. Um, you cannot beat yourself up if you miss it. We're not in an old covenant where you get stoned if you miss it. Everybody makes legitimate mistakes. Um, if you stick in the realm, when you're, when you're first starting out, if you stick in the realm of edification, exhortation, and comfort, you're probably not going to hurt anybody. But if you're not seasoned in the prophetic, if you've not been through training, if you don't have a track record for success, it's really wisdom not to step into those real directional words where somebody might take what you say to heart and do it, even though it didn't bear witness with them, or maybe they didn't judge the word. Maybe they don't know how to test a prophecy. Maybe they just were desperate and they heard this. So, you know, the first, it's kind of like, you know, physician do no harm. That's the first, you know, mantra of a physician do no mm-hmm. harm. So we just, if we stick in that realm of edification, exhortation, comfort, will do fine. And you know, like right now I'm doing a, a free uh, three-day prophetic challenge because I want people to get trained in some of these protocols activated in a safe environment. So mm-hmm. we're doing that. I've got the Ignite Network, which you mentioned. That's a safe environment where people are coming in, they're prophesying, and I'm actually judging them, helping them, telling them, look, if, if this is wrong, I'm going to tell you privately, can you miss that? Let's, let's talk about how. Because mm-hmm. people need that. And they don't have yes, it in so do. many of their churches today. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's that's even a key in terms of, you know, this kind of Lone Ranger syndrome that's out there. And I think, you know, thank God we're progressively growing in revelation of the body of Christ. I've I've seen it. I've read the books, God's Generals, and I've seen, you know, God move through people. Yeah. You know, I've I've read into history and I know that God's moved through people. And then over time, they can get off base for various different reasons. But, you know, God 
in the past has really blessed, you know, an individual to stand up in faith and desire to be used. And it was more of a lone ranger, you know, a way of doing things. But God's really bringing a revelation to the body of Christ. And so many people are catching it worldwide. The importance of being a part of a network, the importance of having spiritual mothers and fathers, the importance of accountability and authority in their lives and choosing the right authority, obviously the right accountability. You don't want to be abused by spiritual mothers and fathers or wind up following some of these false teachers. But at the same time, like, I think that's key. Like we would, we would not stray. A lot of these ministers that have, that have a gift of God, a, char- a charismatic, you know, uh, a charismatic gift of God or prophetic anointing. If they had accountability and authority, I think that they, they, they might not stray off the course and, and get into this kind of witchcraft. I'm wondering, wondering about your thoughts about that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm so grateful that I have people in my life who watch my back and really accountability in some circles has become such a dirty word. Mm-hmm. I've had spiritual sons and daughters and I brought the slightest correction in love, not in a mean way at all. And they run. I mean, I've told some of, you know, a son or two, um, you know, this is coming off to be self-promotional. You know, you don't yeah. want to toot mm-hmm. your own horn. You don't want to, you don't want to be one of those guys that people think are puffed up in pride. And if you want to be accepted in the mainline prophetic, there's a certain way you need to carry yourself and you need to carry yourself with diplomacy and dignity. And I've had, I've said those things even in a, a nicer way than that and given examples and had them just rebel, curse me, run off. <laughs> so, you know, accountability has become such a dirty word in some circles, especially with some, some who are younger in the prophetic who feel they're very gifted, but accountability, you have to look at it differently. You have to look at it as a safety net. If you release a prophetic word and you start getting massive backlash if you have accountability, if you've taken that word to, to some elders, and I'm talking about like a serious prophetic word, a risky word, sure. you take that to some elders and, and they've judged it, then when you're getting all this backlash, you can say, hey, no, I've, I've, I've gotten counsel on this. I, I have people standing with me on this. And so if I'm going off the rails, I want somebody to tell me. If I'm going into deception, I want somebody to confront me because I don't I have to fear the Lord. And so it is a good thing because you don't learn and grow without correction. I mean, when you were in school, you know, we were kids, we took tests. If we would not, if we got the, the math work wrong, the teacher would mark it wrong and then she'd come teach us how to do it right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and somehow today it's offensive if someone brings very constructive correction to our ministries or to our lives. Somehow, I don't know how it got to be that way. I'm I'm grateful, you know, for that. When I first got saved and I went to ministry school for three years, I had a teacher that was not afraid to rebuke me. <laughs> she is not afraid <laughs> to let me know if I was getting a little self-centered or I was, uh, you know, not, you know, had a single vision. Like I didn't think about the overall what God's doing and everyone's like, you know, she, I, I remember specific times where she would dig into me and I'm a better person for it. I'm a better minister, you know, like she taught me the fear of the Lord. She taught me honor you know, and I've, I've submitted to her and I'm, I honestly, I received impartation from her. She was a incredible, her name's Sharon Hobbs, incredible prophetic woman of God, intercessor, mm-hmm. missionary. And a lot of her spirit is in me because of just years of submitting to her and kind of receiving. And also that correction is huge. I just feel like humility and the fear of the Lord is so essential in the life of, of believers and, you know, especially ministry leaders but even let's just talk about like, you know, calling out false prophets. Let's just because there's this fine line here where everyone has different views of, you know, calling out false prophecy or teachers for what it is 
or on the other side of the spectrum, not speaking against the Lord's anointed, right? People say like, yeah, well, you shouldn't speak against the Lord's anointed. And so where do we find that balanced middle biblical place? Because you also believe in honor and you would agree with the scripture. We shouldn't be talking bad about the Lord's anointed, but at the same time, there is a place for calling out false prophets. And so I'd love to hear about that. Well, you know, it's it's a very delicate subject. There, you know, in the Bible, Paul sometimes named names, and other times he didn't name names. Sure. And so he would he would he would teach principles. So a lot of people will ask me, especially since I've written this book. Well, can you get just give me a list? Why don't you just give us a list? I don't <laughs> want to read the book. I just want a list. I don't sure. want you. No, because if I give you a list, then guess what? I can't possibly know every false prophet in the world. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, and then if they're not on the list, then you think you're safe because they're on the list. That's why we wrote wrote the book and we're teaching discernment. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I did one time, uh, in particular that I can remember recently, I shared a post from this one group, uh, this group of false prophets, and um, they were, I mean, every other thing on their page was money, 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 money. Look at all these people that donated another satisfied customer on and on and on. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I shared it on my page and I said, these are false prophets. They're all about money. Please be careful. Do not join their group. And I, I called them out and yeah. I got death threats. I got wow. phone calls where they were threat, threatening to do terrible things to my daughter. I, uh, it, that's how nasty it was. So, I mean, you know, I mean, for, for months this went on. So, but I do think some of these people need to be called out. And I almost called out another one. If I could remember his name, I'd call it out, but I don't want to sell your broadcast. <laughs> sure. But I was just about to call him out and somebody else called him out. So I didn't have to. But, I, you know, I think if, where they cross the line is, is where, you know, they're, they're bringing damage to people's lives. If people don't discern little things, I can't be the police. I'm not the police or the prophetic. I don't want to be the police or the prophetic. But when, when, when people are ruining people's lives, there comes yeah. a time. Sure. Uh, where they need to be called out. When people can't leave your church or your network without you cursing them and saying that, you know, in 30 days, your, your ministry is going to fall apart and you can lose your house. That kind of stuff needs to be exposed because this is actually doing massive damage to people's souls. Oh, that's, that's horrendous. Even just thinking about that, that is, you're, you're cursing somebody, you know, that, that to me yeah. is like, it's just, it sounds like witchcraft in general, but you know, it's it's interesting. People say, oh, well, just send me a list. You know, I can't, I, you know, instead of reading the book, I just want a list of false prophets or ministries, you know, ministries to stay away from. First of all, the list is growing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I can write you a list, but I'm not going to update it every week. Okay. And then at the same time, yeah. like you're not teaching people to discern themselves. Just like you said earlier, it's imperative that we teach people how to hear God themselves. Yo, I'm not, I'm giving you a list here, but I'm not teaching you how to discern so that you're equipped when situations come up in life where you could possibly be deceived or you need to safeguard somebody else. And so just to kind of break it down on a practical level is, so let's just say you're an everyday believer, a new, a, you know, a new believer even, and how can they learn to discern and it might just be something very simple, but like if their spirit doesn't feel right, how can they test it? How can they test it to say, you know, is this just me thinking this or is there really something going on here? So they get plugged into the right church. They listen to the right ministries. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a big topic. We're actually doing a whole series called Developing Spiritual Discernment oh, awesome. because of that. It's like months and months and months we're teaching. But I mean, I think it starts off with. First of all, if you, if you know the word of God, that, that helps. But if you're a brand new believer, 
you don't have much word in you. Sure. So I believe, I very firmly believe, I, I believe with every fiber of my being, that the Holy Spirit, who resides in every believer, whether you're spirit-filled or you're not spirit-filled, I believe the Holy Spirit always tries to warn us. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, He always tries to show us. And you, you have to learn how to just go with your gut. And there's a lot of believers, and especially new believers, who, I mean, they think they just, I mean, when I, when I got saved, I thought we were all the same team. I thought, you know, I thought we were all on one accord. I thought we all believed the same. And it come to find out that there's all this division in the body of Christ. Some, mm-hmm. you know, no women preachers, no praying in tongues, no healing today, no apostles ever. And, you know, so we have this situation where, but I, I think you just have to go with, with, with that first instinct. If it feels wrong, it, it, it probably is wrong. Or yeah. go to an elder, if you're a new believer, go to, go to your pastor and say, this is what I heard, this is what I saw. Here, you can look at it, you can watch it on. And will you help me, tell me if this is right or wrong? Because the other side of it is, some believers can, because of, because, because of their upbringing or because of a bad experience, they can just think everything's wrong. And then they're, they're, they're cutting off their own blessings. So they begin to, to walk in suspicion instead of discernment. But I would say, like when I walked in that church um, that I went to after I got out of jail, they, I, I, I could just tell this is not right. I mean, it almost, some of this is just common sense. If, sure. if people are money, money, money focused, that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. If people are cursing and judging people from a platform, that's a big deal. Um, if they're not ever sharing the gospel, if they're angry, if they seem bitter, there's something wrong. And the unfortunate thing is, although Jesus says, you know, you'll know them by their fruit, fruit takes a while to grow. And you can't listen. You can't always discern, not always, you can't always discern a false prophet on first glance. Sometimes it takes you a while to be around it. And then you begin to see the subtleties because not every false prophet is so brazen and bold like some of these ones you see on Facebook. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I think this is, this is absolutely vital. And even just talking about being like, you know, just to kind of sum this up um because just in general something easy is just like money in general you know we 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 can't be afraid to talk about money jesus spoke about money so much and there is the law of sowing and reaping and god has inspired me and encouraged me and told me to give and to give you know large amounts of money to a specific ministry missionary movement and you know and i did reap fruit from that and it might not have been two days later but you know i've definitely seen in my life just looking back on my history with god that the lord spoke to me to give and i was blessed because of it and so i know you know i believe in that you believe in that but it's just Mm -hmm. when there's such a heavy focus on money all the time and money attached to prophecy i'll prophesy to you and you compensate me this or hugely long you know um altar calls where there seems to be this unhealthy ungodly pressure and you know manipulation to get you know to get an offering of some kind or you know buy this oil and you'll be healed buy this cloth that i prayed for and Mm -hmm. your supernatural breakthrough will come in 30 days all of that is red flags (laughs) am i correct (laughs) to say that oh yeah oh yeah and all that is it should be is that should be obvious yeah. There's well, there's more subtle things where they're sending messages from the pulpit. There's more, there's more, there's more subtle things where they're just so charismatic and so gifted. People get mesmerized by the gifts, but remember, we should only be mesmerized with Jesus. We, we don't need to exalt Amen. men. So if you're tempted to exalt a man, that could be your fault, but that leads to deception because if that man falls, you'll still be defending that man. Yes. And so we just, we if we just stick close to the Holy Spirit. 
you know, he will warn us. It's, 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 do we have that relationship with him to where we're discerning that he's trying to talk to us or are we so enamored by the hype and we're just sold into the hype that we just ignore the Holy Spirit's warning. I think that's what it comes down to is deeper than that, but that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being obedient to the call of God. You're pumping out so many amazing resources, books, schools. You have an amazing house of prayer and church in Florida. How could people connect more with your ministry so they could be equipped if they want to know more about these things? How could they be equipped and get a copy of this book? Yeah, so I would say go to schoolofthespirit.tv. That's where our courses are. We've got a brand new course on discerning prophetic witchcraft and a longer course on developing uh, spiritual discernment. And I just feel like, I think it was Mario Morello who also said, that's the number one thing lacking in the body of Christ and it's dangerous is this lack of discernment. And I see it all over. So go over yeah. there, go to my website, jenniferleclair.org and uh, catch one of my prayer calls at 6 a.m. on Facebook. Awesome. Well, I would like to just kind of close this out with even, I, you know, I feel in my heart right now, uh, people want their discernment to be increased. And yes, they need to develop it themselves. But at the same time, you could also pray for people's discernment to be increased and for their eyes to be open. And mm-hmm. I would love to just end this with a time of prayer for those who are listening um, because their hearts are hungry and they want more and they want their eyes, you know, they want to have that discernment heightened in their life. And however you feel led to pray, you know, of course, do so. I just, I kind of feel that in my spirit right now to how to end this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Father, we just thank you for everyone under the sound of our voices. We ask you, God, in Jesus' name, to increase their discernment. Give them a, a, a spirit that hungers and thirsts after truth. Make us lovers of the truth. Help them, Lord, to see through your eyes and not just through the eyes of you know, humanity. Uh, help us, Lord, to stop making excuses for the false prophetic practices, to stop being allured by the hype, and to be rooted and grounded in your word, in your truth, in your life. God, would you just break any deception off our minds if we've been believing a lie, if we've been taught wrong? God, show us the right way so that we can walk down the narrow path. Help us, Lord, never to allow ourselves to be dependent upon a person, but to be Mm -hmm. dependent upon you. And yes, to submit ourselves to the leaders around us, but ultimately to understand that our relationship with you is the safest place we can be. I just bless all those under the sound of my voice, and I just decree that you will walk in truth, and you will walk in favor, and you will walk in the, the, the pathway that God has led you as he orders your steps in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, and I just feel in my heart right now, um, prophetically from the Lord, that there's people that have been hurt by ministries, um, Mm -hmm. leaders, and they need healing. And so I just feel specifically that, hey, listen, that person who hurt you, that individual that hurt you, it wasn't Jesus. Jesus didn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. That person was not being a representative of the Lord Jesus when they were hurting you. It's not an extension of the Lord. God's heart was actually grieved. The Holy Spirit was grieved. And Jesus was hurting with you. You know, the, the word of God says uh, in John 11 that Jesus wept when Martha and Mary wept. And so I just, I want you to know that he's your, he's your sympathetic high priest. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be blasphemed and have negative things, untrue things said about him. And so the Lord, he relates to you. He, he knows you. 
and your hurting heart and you could cling to him. You could draw near to him. You could feel safe with the Lord because he's been wanting to protect you this entire time. And so I just pray that you get to the right church. You get to the right individuals that you can trust that could really honor you and value you for who you are as a believer, that you get equipped and get to the right church in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just thank you, Father, for just going deep in their heart, Holy Spirit, and just healing them where they need to be healed and just giving them a vision of Jesus. They'd have a right perspective, a right you know, vision of who the Lord Jesus is in their lives and that they would know that Papa is a good God and that he is he has kind intentions his will is filled with kind intentions for their life and that he will he will lead um father i just think that you will lead them down paths of righteousness for your namesake in the mighty name of jesus amen amen, amen. well amen. thank you so much jennifer i highly recommend for all those listening right now to go and check out Jennifer's ministry. She's doing an incredible job at equipping the body of Christ in the prophetic um, and releasing many books, not only about the prophetic, about prayer, about so many different subjects. And so um, definitely tap into that. Look up Jennifer LeClaire online and just bless you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. And for those who are listening, make sure to rate this podcast, subscribe, review the podcast so we can get this out to more people so they can be challenged, blessed, encouraged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Talk to you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>